Hello, welcome back to another episode of Nobody Is Doing It Right, the podcast for those who are uncertain. My name is Kat. I'm your host. I am one of these perpetually uncertain people. I'm also a digital creator and self-awareness guide, helping you find some clarity and alignment in the way you show up in your life. Um, For today's episode, we're going to talk about why you need to stop entertaining your self-doubt. And this is something that I struggle with. It's something that I know a lot of people I talk to in my life struggle with. A lot of my clients struggle with this. Um, And if this is something that you find yourself kind of falling back into, like this is a habit that you fall back into, or you think about this a lot, consider this episode a little bit of a kick in the butt for you (laughs) to stop doing it, even though I know it's easier said than done. Sometimes we just need to be reminded and shown that, hey, you're doing that thing again. This is how I at least function (laughs) when it comes to doing things that are just validating any sort of self-limiting beliefs I have. So this is about not entertaining the self-doubt that comes up in your life. Self-doubt comes up a lot, of course. We, you know, as humans, we're going to doubt ourselves all the time because we're so uncertain. You know, being human is to be uncertain. Now, some people are really good at, you know, avoiding the self-doubt and letting it go and not focusing on it. And some of us are not, especially if we were raised in environments in childhoods or we're in relationships or whatever that really cut down our self our self-worth and you know the ability to trust ourselves which is really important here so you know again it makes sense why some of us struggle with this um and this isn't to you know invalidate anyone's experience or to just say you know just stop doing it just stop doing it (laughs) like obviously it's not that easy right and the way I like to look at this is kind of like an analogy of picking a scab, there's something oddly satisfying about picking out a scab, you know, and it's gross, obviously, but there is something there. That's why kids do it. I feel like a lot of us (laughs) probably do it still, no shame. Um, But there's something weirdly, weirdly grossly satisfying about picking at something that is trying to heal. Like that's what a scab is doing. It's trying to help you heal. And while it might feel oddly good or satisfying in whatever way, picking at it won't help you heal. And picking at it will only make you bleed, right? It'll prevent you from healing and make it weep more than it already was. So that's kind of how I see entertaining your self-doubt as. The more you do it, you know, maybe you're working on your confidence, maybe you're working on aspects of yourself and building up your self-worth. The more in those times that you entertain that self-doubt, you're picking at that. You're picking at that scab that your, your, you know, psyche is creating to help you feel more worthy or feel more confident. So... That's how I like to picture it in my head so that I remind myself not to do it because it's almost like I'm 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 negating all the work that I've been putting into me trying to feel more confident, trying to feel more stable. The way that I try to do this then, once I realize like, okay, Kat, you're doing that thing again, you're entertaining yourself doubt, you're picking at the scab. What I try to do then is redirect my thoughts from the negative to the positive, right? So I like to look at things always from the worst case scenario perspective. Again, this is my anxiety. This is just how I was kind of raised. I'm sure a lot of people do this as well. And this isn't to say, of course, that you shouldn't consider and assess risk in everything that you do, of course, right? There's risk to everything. You have to make sure that you're not taking risks that are actually really detrimental to you, right? But you shouldn't be assessing risk and considering it so much that it's paralyzing you and your ability to function and do things that are meant for you, right? That are actually right for you and actually aligned for you. So what I try to do now, instead of thinking of the worst case scenario, I try to flip it to the best case scenario for myself. So when I have those moments of self-doubt, like 
oh, this isn't going to work out. Or what if this doesn't work out? What if I can't do this? I immediately try to flip it to, okay, but what if this did work out? Like, what if this did work out? What would it look like? What would it feel like? I try to make myself sit in that feeling so that I, you know, understand it a bit more and it feels more real to me than the, like, the fear does and the self-doubt does. Because the more you entertain the self-doubt, the more real and tangible it feels because you're you're creating those feelings within you, right? You're sitting in it. What if this doesn't work out? What if I can't do this? Well, then I can't do that. If I can't do this, then what if I can't do that thing that I want? Like, you're creating all these feelings and emotions within you that feel very tangible because you're feeling it. Like, your feelings are valid and it doesn't matter what's inspiring these feelings. The fact that your body is feeling it, it, it feels real in that moment, right? Especially if it's creating like a fight or flight response. It doesn't matter if that threat is actually a threat or not. You're feeling it. So in those moments, I try to flip it to, okay, what if this did work out? Like, what's the best case scenario here? And I try to sit in that feeling for a bit. And I find that it really helps to kind of soothe myself because both things can exist, right? You can have negative stuff happening and you can have positive things. And neither one is right or wrong or more true than the other one, right? It is really what you focus on more. Now, there are, of course, there are limitations in life. There are some things that you just cannot do. But that's, you know, there's no point focusing on that stuff, right? There's absolutely no point if it's something that's completely out of your capabilities because it's just something you cannot control. We're focusing on the things that you can control, but that you're allowing yourself to feel like you can't do it, even though, you know, you probably could if you were to look at it from a more positive perspective or a more you know, like a more best case scenario perspective, because both of those can exist within you. But I think we forget that sometimes. We forget that we are capable of things because we are. All of us are capable of things. We're not completely and totally incapable, but it can feel that way if that's what we're hyper-focusing on. So moving away from the worst case scenario and trying to find, you know, ideas, examples, or even evidence of the best case scenario. Maybe from your past experiences, you had a best case scenario happen what what did it feel like how could you replicate that you know bring that stuff into the present so that you don't feel like your current situation is as dire as it feels right now as though it's never going to work out and you're incapable and you're awful and nobody loves you or whatever other narratives pop into your mind stop entertaining your self-doubt because you are the one that's allowing that to creep into your mind and you have the control over whether or not it's it's present within you, right? You get to decide whether or not you can, you have to focus on it or not. And I know it feels out of our control because it's like, how can I just stop worrying about these things? How can I just stop thinking about it? And the easy, the I guess, more simple answer is you just stop. But obviously that's easier said than done. The more complex answer would be what I shared here today and what I do and what helps me. Now, of course, you're not gonna completely eradicate this, obviously, like you're human, you're going to cycle back to the same habits. It's just about gaining more awareness and recognizing them as they happen and being like, okay, yeah, there's that thing that I'm doing again. What did I do last time? Oh yeah, I redirected my thoughts from this to this. And the more you do it, the more it becomes a habit, the more easy it feels to kind of move towards the best case scenario. And then it just becomes second nature, right? And that's not to say the self-doubt will be gone. It'll be there. You'll just be better at managing it and not entertaining it anymore. So I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it was insightful. I hope it was a little bit, you know, motivating and gave you some tools on how to better manage these feelings that might crop up or that will crop up because again, we're human. We're going to always struggle with these things. Um, If you wanna talk about these concepts in more depth, feel free to book a call with me. I also offer um, guidance audio recordings if you don't wanna have like a face-to-face call. Uh, A lot of people seem to like that more if they feel like they're more 
capable of self-expression through writing. Some people don't want to do face-to-face and they feel like they can't articulate themselves that well. So totally valid. That's why I offer it. But other than that, uh, thanks for listening. I would really appreciate a rating and review if you have the time to do that. And I will be back again in the next episode.